You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Well, what is it? I just wanted to talk to you about some of the things that have been happening here lately. It's useless to try and explain it to you. You wouldn't understand. It all seems so absurd, so fantastic. All I can do is get away from you as soon as possible. How come I never noticed that before? Susie, if they don't leave, where do they go? Welcome to another episode of Syndicate. My name is Armand, and I'll be your guide as we take a trip to the Grindhouse Theater, as this season will be all about the strange, the thrilling, and the exotic. Joining me at this time is a wonderfully talented Ellie. Ellie, welcome back. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Yeah. So last time you were on, we talked about the horror film Krampus, and now you're back, and we're talking about another horror film, Suspiria. So I recommended this to you. So let me just ask, have you heard of Suspiria, the director, Dario Argento, or Giallo Films before watching this movie today? 
No, I kind of felt like I went in blind. I had no idea what I was expecting. I like Googled it a little bit when you told me about it. And I was like, okay, Italian film. I guess it's based on prose or whatever. So I'm like, okay, we'll see how this goes. So yeah, (laughs) totally new, totally something different. Yeah, I went in blind a little bit too with this film. All I heard about, I've heard about the title. I know there was a remake in 2018. And that's about it. I heard the movie was a little bit colorful. And I was like, okay, well. Let me, I think this is up Allie's alley. <laughs> I was like, here you go. And you're like, yeah, let's do it. Um, so I was completely blown away. I was blown away by this movie. I wish I saw it sooner. Uh, how did you first feel um, watching this movie, coming out of it? What were your first thoughts? So it's kind of mixed for me. And I think it's just more of because of today's climate, and maybe we can get into it later. Um, yes. Like nowadays, um, witchcraft and the occult is becoming more popular. So it felt a little bit, I had to turn off my brain of what I know because I, I do read about um, magic and stuff like that. Uh, so a little bit of it was like, mm, this could be really offensive today. So I had to kind of like turn off that part of my brain and think like back to like, like when these things were kind of being written and stuff like that. So it was very mi- mixed feelings. I, I enjoyed it. But, you know, I had a caveat type of thing. Okay. I do want to circle back to that. But let's talk a little bit about that right now. Um, so I know you study demonology and the occult. What was funny in this film, so it's Italian and it's dubbed over in English. The way they pronounce occult was a little bit strange for me. I was like, is that how it's supposed to be pronounced? I've never heard anyone say that before. It was like... Do you remember how they said it? It was really strange and it really stood out. And I just remembered it right now. No, that didn't catch for me. I think it was really weird. Okay, so I've been watching a lot of dub things lately, like on Netflix. I'll watch like Money Heist, stuff like that. And (laughs) so sometimes I don't really like think about it anymore because I don't know. It just I I just enjoy it because sometimes I get to turn my brain off with dubs. But at the end, it like, some things were weird, the lips, for a while, and I'm just like, is this a dub? Like, I didn't really realize until I saw the end credits, I'm like, okay, it was a dub. And I just I just felt like, I don't know, I would have rather watched it in Italian and read. Like, I, I would like to see it now, I guess, in, in the original language. I don't know. I don't know if it's available in the original language. I think you have to, like... You probably really have to like, hunt for it. Yeah. No, I would think... Because, yeah, they were doing so many more dubs back... What, what was it? The 80s, 70s? It was 1977. Mm-hmm. What's interesting about Italian movies back then was everyone spoke their native tongue. So say if you have like an American on set, you have like a German, uh, Italian. They would just all be speaking their own language, like a Tower of Babel situation. And then at the end, they would do a final dub over everybody. And like, it's it's really weird. It's really strange. That like reminds me of uh, oh God. What's that awful movie? I mean, it's lo- it's beautiful. Uh, Trolls two, right? <laughs> Where like was it everyone? The producers and everyone were were they Italian? They were they just spoke a different language, and all the cast was like American, so they had nothing. I don't know. It's not the same, but it just is, reminded me of that. <laughs> is that why that movie's so weird? I there's no communication. Yeah, it's just it's it's a great friend film. <laughs> <laughs> They're eating her. And then they're going to eat me. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) With the fly on his forehead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's not the movie we're plugging. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I would, you know, because, like, I saw another, like, 
uh, it was a it was a Mexican movie, and like it was dubbed over in English. And I was like, I'd rather just be watching this in Spanish, not you know an English track that doesn't mix with like the the lips and like it's not even like the original actor because like they're emoting on screen with their own language. I'd rather listen to that, but like with Suspiria. I don't know if an Italian version exists. I hope it does. But every single time I see this movie promoted, it's the English dub of this movie. So, yeah. Well, it's interesting you brought up that everyone spoke their native tongue because I didn't realize that. And it's kind of funny when I, my one fun fact, I guess, the actress who played the lead Susie is from Chicago. I wrote her name down just really? there, I think. Um, she... I guess so she was American, but when I was watching it, I I just, I didn't enjoy some of her acting choices. And I was like, oh, is that like, 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 would it have been make more sense, her acting choices, if she was speaking Italian? And like, I, I, that's what I was wondering. But if she is actually from America, then it's like, I don't understand some of her acting choices. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, you know, we're going to get into this in a little bit, but like. This movie, Suspiria, was meant to be something different, and the director, Dario Argento, didn't update the script to accommodate um, the actors that he had on film. Um, So we're going to get into that in a little bit. But before we do, should we do your favorite segment, The Elevator Pitch? I'm going to do my best for this one. So for those that don't know, if you're selling a movie on a friend, you really only have 60 seconds to do so. Ellie, today I need you to pitch me Suspiria within one minute, as if I've never seen it before. Are you ready? Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth, but let's do it. <laughs> okay, we're going to start in three, two, one, go. Okay, so I watched this movie Suspiria over the weekend. And it was very interesting. Like, it went, the main character should not have been the main character. You're going to root for Sarah this whole movie. Oh, and shit. some of the things that just happened, you're like, why does the school have this stuff in this building? There's so many blues. There's so many reds. And, you're, and by the end of the movie, you're going to be like, what did I just watch? You know, it's really, you know, it's probably a good, like, oh, I don't know if you want to endorse that on your film. It's probably good to have adult beverages and stuff like that and watch with your friends. And then it's just like a good gaggle, a good, a good fun occult weekend. There you go. That's, weekend. that's the best I can do. Awesome. With like 30 seconds to spare. You did a great job. <laughs> Thank you. Um, a good gaggle. <laughs> yeah. I think, I totally think this movie would be great under the influence or whatever yeah. you want. <laughs> because, like, this movie is so aesthetically um, pleasing and also, like, bold in its set design and also lighting and cinematography. Because, like, this movie is extremely colorful. And given the subject matter of, like, the occult and killing and suspense, it's kind of like a juxtaposition. Because, like, if this movie was made now, Suspiria 2018... It would be more muted, more dark. And this movie's like like a peacock. Like super colorful. Yeah. I I agree. Um my my notes, uh the set design was my favorite part of the film where they filmed at the school and was that one place of school? it was was it a, a hotel where the 
beginning girl goes to with with all the glass windows it it was really pretty i I enjoyed it a lot i don't know what it is but i think that's the school i think it's just one setting okay so she ran through the woods and then back i don't know this movie is extremely bizarre because like (laughs) i I watched it and i was like what's happening am i supposed to know what's happening or am I just supposed to be pulled along on this ride? Because, like, the narrative seems very um, loose. Yes. Because, like, in the beginning you have, like, so you have, like, I assume she's American. She's She actually is from Chicago, like you just said. They said so, she was from New York. And when I was looking online, I guess this is part of a trilogy. And the second one is supposedly takes place in New York, so I don't know if we see more of her or not. I didn't Ooh. dig into it enough, so I wonder. I wonder if they're just I like occult related or character related. I'm not sure yet. Right, like because like the way this movie ends, it's kind of like a cliffhanger. And like I was thinking, like, is there more to this story? And then you just said it like it's a part of a trilogy by Argento called the Three Mothers Trilogy. I haven't seen the other two. Um, and also this trilogy spans like 30 years. So I don't know if this is like his magnum opus. Uh, if it is, you know, good for you. Um, but I am definitely interested in watching the other two to see how this story unfolds, if it does unfold. Um, but yeah, we have like this murder in the beginning of the movie and that sets up the entire tone and after it happens like i feel like the story continues with Susie. and i was thinking wait a minute what did i just watch is this that's when the first disjointed part happened for me because like these two girls were killed by an unknown killer uh, in a horrific manner uh being hanged and sliced and and then the story continues with Susie going to this ballet school, which I think is in the same location. And I'm like, wait, is, is what's happening here? Like, were you confused also? Okay, I was very confused. But the big confusion for me, well, yeah, did she run back? Maybe she ran to Olga? No, I don't know. Because, okay, I am so confused about Olga because, like, was she part of the cult? Was she not? Because I was, like, trying to track all the red in the film. And I'm like, oh, are they red herrings? Oh, does red mean they're part of the cult? What's going on? Olga had the red nails. And I was trying to put that together. So, which I, like, felt like we never saw her again. And then I was just so confused where Susie went for the night after they're like, no, you can't come here. We don't know who you are. And then she just comes back in the morning. Like, did did she get a hotel? Did she have money? What did she do? Right. (laughs) You're right. Um, because like she went there and as she was leaving in the cab, that's where she saw the first death or not. She didn't even see the death. She just saw a woman in distress. I think her name was Pat, but I thought the boy's name was Pat. So I had to redo all my notes because later Sarah's like, Pat was my friend. And she told me, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what? Pat's the girl who died in the beginning. Wait, I thought, Pat. I don't know. (laughs) Like a lot of the, the, the top, how people spoke about things. Like I just got very confused. It's very dreamlike. Mm-hmm. Because, like, when you have a dream, it's... Oh, my God. I'm having an epiphany right now. So it, this movie is almost like a dream because, like, um, there is no definitive beginning. Like, you're just, like, dropped into, like, a dream. It's, like, almost like... Like Inception, where it's, like, in the middle of something, in the middle of an action. And, like, it's never... It doesn't flow nicely. It's, like, uh, hard cuts, if you were to, like, use, like, cinematic terms. And, like, this this movie... 
is like that because like you have this intro sequence that seemingly is like tagged on and then it's like how does this relate to the rest of the story with like Susie and like her other ballerina uh cohorts Olga and it's like how does this relate but then it ends up relating at the end and it's like I was very confused so you're I'm in the same boat <laughs> oh, oh my god, god. so <laughs> with Suspiria like I don't know did you enjoy the film because like 15 minutes into it I was like it was it was a sequence where Susie is like walking down this red hallway and like with the aesthetics and the set design and this uh the soundtrack by Goblin with this uh haunting eerie music I was watching it and I was like oh my god I'm watching art I'm watching art on screen I don't know what's happening but I'm just in for the mood and the mood was great I would definitely say the movie's art I feel as a story I it wasn't like, like I said, my caveat was like, well, witches aren't really that evil anymore. So that's kind of whatever. Um, so, but art, yes. So pretty, the the set design, the, the music, all wonderful. Um, I just kind of want to jump on online. It said that I guess a lot of this was influenced by Snow White. And I guess with the dream stuff you're kind of talking about, that kind of makes sense. Um, I don't suit. I guess like Susie's supposed to be kind of Snow White. Like I don't see that very much, but, and I knew it, no, it comes after, but the main like theme for the show just reminded me of beauty and the beast. Like the, the, how the like riff or whatever for the main sequence. Like I I forgot what song from beauty beast, but that's all I could think of the whole time. And it's just like, is it, is this crazy? Like beast castle going on here? I don't know. I don't, I know beauty and the beast. Walt Disney was later, but that's all I could think about this entire movie. Song as old as time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the rose petals and the... <laughs> I, 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 um She does kind of look like Snow White. She kinda mm-hmm. looks like Belle too. Um I mean I could see the through line uh with Walt Disney, maybe, maybe. Well, she is okay. sleeping a lot because she's being drugged, so it's like, oh, not. I mean, she's not sleeping Beauty, but Snow White is asleep for most of the film, you know. Yes. So maybe, I'm just going off on a limb. Maybe Walt Disney was inspired by Suspiria to make his animated features. I'm just saying, maybe it's a possibility. I don't know. It said online that that Snow White inspired <laughs> the, the the art direction. I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to Google it. I didn't so, keep deep diving into it. But <laughs> Dario Argento was inspired from Snow White, and then Beauty and the Beast was inspired by Dario Argento. <laughs> it's a full circle. That's what's yeah, yeah, right yeah, now. yeah. Artists inspire artists. <laughs> wow. I mean, so you're saying that Suspiria is a Disney film, and that Susie is a Disney princess? Is that what you're saying? Uh, I would like her not to be, but she can be, I guess. (laughs) I just, I don't know. Like, Susie was fine. There's nothing wrong with Susie. But from, like, a script writing standpoint, she's not an active protagonist. She's very passive. And that's not fun for a viewer all the time. Like, it is fun when you're showing these worlds and whatever. So maybe through the Mm -hmm. trilogy, we'll have more active Mm protagonist and the story like this is more of just a lord i mean it's not even a lord dump you get the lord 20 minutes at the end of the, like 20 minutes to the end of the right. film so right. so this is more i don't know i feel like it's a build-up and maybe through the rest it like will 
bring the story of the first film, like build it up more. I'm not sure. So like, like I, if this was a standalone film, I would have much rather Sarah be the lead. Like she was more fun to watch and more, she was more interested in figuring out what was going on. Mm-hmm. Like nothing would have moved without Sarah. So Sarah was very more built to be a protagonist. So maybe Susie's character was the audience, us mm-hmm. as the character. And we're kind of interacting with the other characters. Maybe. Possibly. I can totally see that. Cause it's very interesting that was Sarah. I know there were supposed to be a few Americans. Maybe Sarah was an American. But it also kind of felt with Susie, it's like, is this the sort of, like, Americans come in and just, like, flip everything upside down when they go to new places? Like, I was just like, is this, is this what they're kind of going for, too? I don't know. Right. I don't... I don't know. This was... <laughs> you, you were just in a dream. <laughs> I was in a dream. This is... I was... I was... Susp- I, was oh my God. I was surprised because I've heard so much praise for the remake. And I was like, well... Let me watch the original. And with the remake, it's very um, female uh, empowering uh, movie. And with this, I was expecting that. And what I got was a very feminine movie, which surprised, not surprised me, but uh, it stood out. And I hate to say that it stood out because it should just be a normal movie with all women. Uh, with this film, it was a very female driven story with female uh, characters and the male characters were kind of in the background. Like they didn't really matter. They're just in the background. Like you can remove them and it wouldn't change the story at all uh, with this movie. Yeah. It was cool. And it's very ahead of its time because like this was 1977. Like you would expect this type of movie be made uh, now with today's sensibilities, you know? You know, none of that crossed my mind because, like you said, it, sh- it should just be a thing. There should be women in stories. <laughs> just like, oh, I guess, I guess so. But yeah, take out. I I don't know. That one guy was super creepy. Um, uh, the the guy who uh, liked Susie. Just that one scene where like they all have to sleep together in like the dance studio, and he just like yeah. creepily waves at her. I was just like, nope, get that guy oh, out of yeah. here. Don't like him. What is going? That's creepy. I remember that because like. Throughout this entire film, I don't know, it was like, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes into the film, I was like, this is all girls. Cool. And then you had the one, like, oh, we just have to put in a guy. Probably Dario was like, oh, probably got uh, pressure from, like, the studio. We need some dudes in here. So he (laughs) put the one dude in, and he was, like, a creep. And, like, we're circling back to what you said earlier, which was uh, these characters are kind of acting a little bit strange, and maybe it's, like, a disconnect between, like, Uh, different cultures, different languages, maybe. But I think there's another reason. Because, like, the way they reacted to him, like, oh, hello, Uh, being a weirdo, they're like, ooh, uh, do you think he's hot? Uh, Something like that. And I was like, okay, so classic case of the not gays um, with these characters. But, like, Dario Argento originally wrote this film to feature children. Because they're ballerinas. And, uh... I think the studio was like, we can't have kids uh, because it'll be immediately censored uh, given mm-hmm. the subject matter. So he upped the age to like 20 and he didn't update the script. Didn't update the dialogue. Didn't update the story at all. He just had the people be older. And I didn't notice this during my first viewing, but like when I went back to see like certain scenes I enjoyed, um, 
the door handles are up by their face. So if this, if this was kids, that would make sense because they're small. Mm-hmm. These are 20-year-olds, and the doors, the knobs on the doors are next to their face. So... Was it, would that be so kids can't get out? Like, if they were up to their face? I think it's... I mean, this movie is so visually uh, interesting. I think it was a deliberate choice by the director because, like, he originally wanted it to be kids, and so... He has adults, and they're kind of playing kids, and he modeled the set to be a little bit bigger. Uh, and also their dialogue is also a little strange, especially the way they react to some uh, certain instances. Kind of like um, with, uh, I think it was Olga. She was like, you know, I heard people with the name that begins with S are snakes. And, like, I think it was... Who was the other girl? She was like, sorry, like sticking their tongue out. Sarah. I think, I think it was Sarah, yeah. She was like, mm, sticking her tongue out. And I'm like, this is like childlike behavior, which would make sense if the actors were children. But he upped the age and he was like, I'm not going to change the script. I, yeah, no, a lot of, a lot of, like Olga in the beginning, when she, you first meet her, she looks at Miss Tanner and she's swaying on her feet. And she's like, Miss Tanner, I have to tell you something. Like, how they how they're acting now that makes a lot more sense is very childlike maybe i wish there was more maybe through the set or through costume design and maybe if they could have showed more childlike um i don't know maybe more frills maybe i don't know if they could put that in other ways that like oh you're supposed to see these adults as children i think that would have been a little bit better yeah. it would have come across more um but I don't know. Yeah, the movie is like already pretty fantastical. Like maybe they needed to go even further to make it even more weird. So we would see as an audience because when I watched this, I didn't register like, oh, these are are originally supposed to be kids or childlike. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is very. I just read it as strange. Like, okay, this is a strange movie. The dialogue's strange. The acting is strange. It's, this is all deliberate. Um, but looking into it. The director was, he originally wanted it to be younger people. So, I don't know, maybe there's a little bit of a disconnect. But I still think the movie was great overall, despite it being kind of weird. No, I definitely like it better, knowing that they're supposed to be more childlike. I feel, like I said, changing, maybe adding maybe some stuff in the set, changing the the, um, outfits... I feel like they should have taken out her staying with Olga for a bit and her paying rent and stuff because I think that just makes them feel so much older. Like, to take out deliberate adult things, her drinking wine, I think that really disconnects that. So he, he must have updated the script. If you have, like, oh, you have to pay rent, it's, what is it, like, weekly? I know it's expensive, but whatever. That's how I felt in the beginning. And then they're drinking wine. It's like, okay, he did update the script to some degree, but he kept in some of the naive dialogue and childlike dialogue. It's like, was this deliberate? Or did he think people talk this way? Maybe he's just a weirdo. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) Who knows? He Maybe knows. this was He's a weird dream here. where kids were adults. I don't know. Oh, that would have been 
Is it like that... Boss Baby? <laughs> boss Baby. <laughs> yeah, just just animate it. It should have been animated. If it was inspired by Snow White, it should have been animated. It should have been animated. That would have... That would have... Okay. Then you could have done whatever you wanted. Sometimes I get sad um, about some censorship with stories with children. Uh, not that I want to see horrible things happen to children. I just think you you lose a lot when you don't have kids because they just have a, such a unique way of interacting with the world. And that's sort of mm-hmm. like... I think in Japan, um, so there was Rule of Rose, and that was a video game that has kids, and it's like this, is it an orphanage? I can't remember. But it's really dark, and they had a lot of censorship just in Japan, and I'm pretty sure, I don't know if it was banned here, but it's so hard to get a copy, like, because of it, it, it being kids and, like, all this horrific yeah. stuff going on. And I I just, the censorship is just sad to me sometimes, because you could lose such great stories. with. Right. And I think fiction, I don't know. I think fiction is fiction. You can learn a lot from it. And it's it's sad that there's not a lot of media literacy and we're losing a lot of media literacy. Mm, I agree. And what's interesting is that story, that video game is so hard to find because it deals with kids. And yet Stephen King's It is kind of really easy to access. And that yeah. features children. So yeah, what's the difference? That they defeat the monster in the end? I don't know. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I do want to circle back to what you said earlier with um, this film. Uh, given the time period that we're in right now, we can get into it. We can fully get into it. Um, because watching this now, um, in our current day and age, we're, we're recording this in July 2022, it kind of hit a little bit different for me. I wonder if it hit a little bit different for you. Because uh, I'm a male perspective, and you have the female perspective with this film. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it's necessarily a gender thing. I feel like I was worried about if it was going to be an anti-Semitic film, and I was also worried about um, the one. I, f- I don't know if I caught his name. I don't know if Mark was the Romanian man or if Mark was the 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 younger, um, handsome gentleman, but they, I was worried that he was going to be the big bad at the end and that it was going to be, you know, a racist film against Romanians. Like I was really nervous watching this film because Um, of old stereotypes. Yeah. He's a handsome ballerina. That's Mark. Okay. Yeah. The other man who stole the, well, at the end, technically stole the, the lighter because Sarah, unfortunate, timely, eyes i guess yes so i was worried about that more so than any gender thing um and i i mean i can't really say a lot about it because i'm not romanian i'm not jewish i can't make those calls um but i was all with with new age spirituality with with the occult i guess rising again which sounds weird it, it can be harmful, those stereotypes, and I do, I am interested in watching the remake because I wonder how they handle it. I think, I don't want to, like, satanic panic thing again. I don't want history to repeat itself because I think there are some lovely ways that people enjoy 
spirituality, enjoy witchcraft. Like I um I personally love candle magic. I use candles um to um get through my day sometimes. Like I use yellow candles to help me get energy to get through work. Um, you know, pink can be for self-love, white is just kind of a generic. You can use any type of thing you want. And it's just it's more of just where you're directing your energy at the end of the day. And, you know, positive thoughts help people. It's just it's just a different way of, you know, for your inner world, making it better and putting out good thoughts for you, for other people. And it's just kind of sad to sometimes to see like, oh, witchcraft is evil and like you have to kill the head of the coven and blah, blah, blah. When there are some people, I don't know. It just it just it was a, it was hard for me because I, I do enjoy witchcraft. So yeah, I had to turn that part of my brain off. It, it was interesting. I don't know. I want to approach that in two different ways. One, story-wise and also the real-world uh, uh, themes that these um, come out of. Um, it surprised me that this film, because like with this uh, giallo uh, film genre that inspired uh, slasher films here in America, typically it's a male uh, killer. And with this movie, I was surprised that well, one, I I didn't even know that the movie was about witches and uh, witchcraft. So, and the the main antagonist being a coven of witches, and like this ballerina school is actually a front for uh, these witches. And the main killer was actually um, a woman. And our protagonist Susie had to slay the the main head witch, uh, which then eliminates all of the witches in the coven. Which feels oh. more like vampires, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> is that true? Is it more of a vampiric uh, notion that that uh, Dario Argento was mixing up, or is it possibly? Because I, mean, I know with there is lore with vampires that if you killed a head vampire that turned everyone, like that would kill all the vampires. So, so sometimes it's like mm. here's this lead vampire, and then they make this vampire, and this vampire makes two more. If you kill this one, these two will die. Like who? Like you kill the father, you kill you kill the grandpa, you kill the whole line, kind of thing. That's some okay. of the vampire lore. Um, so when they're, I guess it, it's not like you'd kill the rest of them, but it's like when you get rid of a head, a leader, like you dissolve kind of the coven, so they're more they don't have as much power. But I feel like. If you have a powerful coven, they would just get a new leader, like a new witch would just step up to be the leader. So it's, I feel like it, sorry. That actually makes sense because if you just change witch to vampire, um, that actually makes more sense that you would, you kill the main, you know, Dracula and then all the other uh, vampires die. But um, I guess in a lot of media, especially at the time in the seventies, vampires were seen as male dudes um so i think dario was like i want to make a movie about women what's a women uh supernatural creature a witch so he just changed it to like witches but then uh the lore of these creatures don't line up i don't know i did enjoy though when they when Susie finds the coven meeting that the boys are there too because there are some covens that don't want men male presenting people there and sometimes that's for safety but i i do think anyone can practice witchcraft so i even though they're evil in this film it was nice to see that there were male male warlocks whatever you call them which 
I think whatever term they 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 choose, like it was nice to see that it was an open sort of coven. <laughs> yes, magic practicing person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, our men. This is just a side note. Our men could they be witches, or are they all are they just exclusively warlocks? I or think wizards. No, no, men can be witches. Um, I just I don't know. I actually don't know all the different terms, but men can be witches. Okay. I, but can uh, a woman be a warlock? Why not? Can a woman be a wizard? Gender is not binary. Anyway, you'd be whatever. But when you think of witch, you think of, I think of Wizard of Oz, green skin, big nose, warts yeah, on the nose. That's the anti-Semitism. Is that really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. You're blowing my mind right now because, like, I was watching Harry Potter. And also, I went to Harry Potter land in Universal. And you go to Green Gots and you have, you know what? You have the what? What, what are they? Do, they're not dwarves. They're like what are those called? Uh, munchkins. Not munchkins. Oh, are we not talking about Wizard of Oz? No, oh, we're talking a, about Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Uh, Dob- elf. Dobby's a free elf. That Dobby. No, no, not Dobby. Uh, the Gringotts people. Are they? Oh, yeah. That's people probably, listening are screaming sounds, at us right just, now. Yeah, yeah. That sounds really. And I, uh, yeah, trolls, right? I think so. Trolls, trolls like money. Yeah, and like. I I know this goes back to like medieval lore, but like I was watching it and I'm like, this is kind of, this is kind of, kind of racist. <laughs> you have to make with the big nose and it's like, I like money. And it's like, okay, I, I see what's happening. Right. But it's come from medieval. And then back then, of course, racist towards the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. But like looking at witches, it's like, I see the hook nose. The, the the witchcraft and like you know Judaism is very much in tune with like demonology and like you know uh, demons so it's like this is all made this is all coalescing now I'm like okay I could see if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery think again Juvederm Volux XC is a non surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime even better this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment no maintenance required improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me that wasn't an option i never really was a salad guy that's just not who i am but noom worked for me get your personalized plan today at noom.com real noom user compensated to provide their story in four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This movie could have been anti-Semitic, but it wasn't. I don't think it was. I, I didn't get those vibes. I was worried about it. The one when Susie talks to the uh, 
I don't know, psychiatrist about it. I was yeah. nervous because they're like, oh, witchcraft is just a mental illness. And I was like, <laughs> F you, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he says that this is a coven and, you know, it's Helen Marcos, whatever was the beginning one, and she burned and this was her school and then this person took it over. Um, but witches, they just, they want to hoard money and stuff like that. And I was like, mm, sir, do we have to go there? Well, it's not. We tried getting rid of all the witches, and we failed. No, that didn't happen. Yeah, like, that is, oh my god, that's so interesting. Because framing it like that, it could have been, it could have been a lot worse. But it was Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because that's where the film kind of almost stopped for me, was when you got that lore dump, the exposition dump of, like, what's happening. Like, yeah, it, like, gave context to everything, but it's, like... It felt so late. It was at the end of the movie, before she confronts uh, the coven. And it feels like that should be something maybe Sarah found out. It should have been something that was brought in a tiny bit earlier, and then you get maybe the Helen Marcos drop at the end. Like, I feel like you need a little bit in the beginning, and then you need, like, that big twist at the end. (sighs) So that's why I was like, this is all happening 20 minutes to the end. Like, we had this fever dream, and then mm-hmm. we're going to be jolted awake soon or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, okay. So Susie was the one that overheard the, the, the madams talking about, like, we need to kill that American. Mm-hmm. That was Susie, right? Yes. I thought that was enough information for the audience to understand, okay, her... Um, her notions that this is a, a coven or like something's just not right was perfectly explained in those like few lines of dialogue. It's like, we need her for the sacrifice, blah, blah, blah. It's like, we don't need the scene with the psychiatrist explaining what witches are and witches hoard gold apparently. And it's like, yeah, yeah. If, if you took that out, you it would feel less anti <laughs> And also like, yeah, you're right. It it would, and then that would have kept you immersed in this dreamlike state. Like to right. take us out of it, it's jarring. I agree. Yeah, take out that scene, and I think I also, I would have would have a higher rating of the movie. I'm with you. Awesome. So, and then the other element of my response is okay. So, in our day and age, so Roe v. Wade was just shot down. And I was surprised because what what surprised me was people are celebrating this. Never have I seen people celebrate loss of freedom before. And with this film, like you mentioned it, the satanic panic, you don't want satanic panic to like reemerge. I could totally see that happening now because like the Supreme Court has gone completely insane. Like they, uh, the forced birth in our country and also, um, I don't know if you heard about this, but like they're setting the pathway for prayer to come back to public schools. Yeah, that, okay. That's very upsetting since we're supposed to be founded on freedom of religion and we right. can't, but it's going, I feel like, yeah, it's going to maybe be more Christianity. And then what about Islam? Make people who have to pray at certain hours of the day, like why? It, I, it's this right. is it's very nerve wracking what's happening right now for sure. Yes, 
and I don't want to go back there. Uh, I guess we never lived it because we were born in the nineties, but like I, it's just the path that this country is going on is not a good one. And there's almost nothing we could do about it. I mean, uh, the, the executive branch started to try to reverse it, but then they're getting blocked. Mm -hmm. It's like, do we need to restructure the, the court? Because I think we do, because it's stacked. It's stacked with a... Uh, I don't want to be too disparaging, but I am going to be. Uh, with, like, fundamentalists, and, like, they're pushing their agenda by force. And it's like, there's nothing we could do about it, because that's the Supreme Court of the land. That's the top. I do think... I think, in general, there's been a huge purity movement, um, even with media, there's been bands of books. Um, there's been, I don't know how to explain it. Um, like, I guess in fandom culture, there's like the pro ship and the anti ship um, kind of war going on. I don't, I don't like that's shipping people. Yeah. With people who people like together, um, there's like, <laughs> there's this purity movement. And it's like, if, if you sometimes if you like underage characters which they're underage don't like them but like even if you just like enjoy a character people call people pedophiles and stuff like that it's so weird it's so bizarre this fandom culture war going on and i just there's been a loss of, of literacy and media there's been a loss of of knowing the separation of fiction and reality and it just it's just a weird this, we live in weird times everything going on and i'm not explaining it right and i think it's just i'm getting tired but it just it just it's i wish i could explain it more eloquently but people use media as as ways to cope through things that they've gone through through emotions they're having and i think it's so sad to block that creativity in people where it's not harming other people if it is harmful yes like stop Stop! Don't harm people. Don't write about real people. Things like that. But just creatively, fiction. I don't know. There's just just a huge purity movement that we can't have hard topics anymore. We can't. It just it's it's frustrating. And then we like you're saying the purity movement is also through you know, people who who are pro or anti-abortion. Basically, like they mm -hmm. they want to move their morals onto other people, and that's mm -hmm. not fair. By force, mm -hmm. whether you believe in it or not. Yeah. It's like my morals supersede yours. And it's like, what? That doesn't make sense. And you know, there has been a purity movement and it's, I don't, I think it comes down to just ideology. Maybe it, it could be as simple as that. Like what's also revealing. So I've been outspoken on social media about, um, what happened and I've noticed something and I, and I called it out and people proved my point. Um, every single person that criticized my position of like, you can't take away freedoms. This is an attack on women. Like name a freedom that a man uh, does not have that a woman has. And it's like, you can't name one. Every single person that criticized me was a man. Mm -hmm. Every single one. And I called it out. I was like, every single person that's, criticizing me on my stance of women losing their rights has been a dude every single and then people commenting on there are men it's like 
guys, you're proving my point. Like, they're using the disguise of, like, for example, Roe v. Wade. They're using the the disguise of, like, this is for the unborn. And it's like, no, it's not. It's about controlling women. You want to control women. That's what you're trying to do. Um, because, like, if this was truly about protecting children, how come uh, our government didn't go into emergency mode and, like, produce a formula since we have Yo. formula shortage? How come uh, there's no uh, money being spent towards, you know, education of our kids? They don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck about uh, once they're born. They just they care really about before they're born. And then once they reach uh, military age, then they give a fuck. They're like, oh, yeah, join the military. It's like I'm going to get off my soapbox. But it's like they're using the disguise of like, oh, this is to protect kids. It's like, no, it's not. It's about it's about. Um, Subjugating women, I guess, to use like super forceful language. But like another thing, then I'll stop. Um, so already 13 states have made it a felony to get an abortion. Felons yeah. can't vote. Yeah. It's all by design. Yes. But it's not about, you know, controlling women. Not, oh, no, not at all. Couldn't be. Nope. <laughs> I saw something once. And I'm I'm not gonna say this eloquently, I'm sure, but the the anti-abortion stance—I know it's pro-life, but it's just anti-abortion. Um, the anti-abortion stance—they're fighting for someone who can't tell them what they want. Like they get to put all these morals there for this unborn child, and it's it's really about them. It's it's them making like. Like an unborn child, it they can't say like this is not what I want, you know, like right. can't say it as eloquently, but it's just like it's 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 all about them. It's it, it's about what they want. Yeah, it's like I know better than you, so They're, you should they, listen to me. It, it makes them feel better to have this moral. They feel morally superior because they're fighting for the unspoken for someone who who can't speak for themselves, and that it just like that's not. I just it just it blows my mind like it blows my mind because like they don't they don't believe what they say because like if if this is truly about protecting life if you're truly pro-life how come in the same breath you're talking about like going to war or like you don't give a fuck about uh homeless people it's like you're not pro-life homeless people Kids in school, all the mass shootings, the right. baby formula, taking away money from education, exactly what things you said. It's just, it's its upsetting. And I think it's upsetting at the age we're at to see younger generations go through that and just to see slowly how things have been taken away. And it it just, and it we have a shortage of people even having kids. And it's like, why, why would you want to have kids when, like, kids are being treated this way? Right. It's... It's all, it's all a nice, it's a, it's like fake moral grandstanding mm-hmm. where they just want to impose what they believe. Mm-hmm. And their victory is if everyone believes in what they believe in and what they believe in is like, doesn't even, I don't think they even believe what they believe in. I think it's just a culture war. I think that's what it is. Yeah. They just want to be on the right team. They want their team to win. It's kind of like a sporting game of like football. It's like they want their team to win. 
at whatever the cost, even if it's like bringing America into like a fascist dictatorship under theology or whatever. It's just, and also a lot of the people said like, you know, with, with mask mandates and COVID, like my body, my choice, I'm not going to wear a mask. So. But not to women. Yeah. (laughs) And it, it, the frustrating thing is that for, for people who can have children, like people who bear children, why, why is everything on them? Why is it not on the sperm donor? You know? Like, right. like that. If if you have an abortion, you you're gonna be a felon. But what what about the other half of that going? I don't know. Oh, it's not the man's fault. No. Duh. No, it's the woman's fault. That's why we need to control women, Haley. That's why. Yes, I'm sorry. I should have known better. <laughs> I need to be controlled. <laughs> apparently. You're speaking out of line, Haley. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Like. <laughs> I I just, you know, to go back into, like, movie terms, you know, I watched uh, The Handmaid's Tale, um, and I thought that was pretty far-fetched. I was like, no, America's not going to turn into this. Well, seeing what happened, I'm like, well, this is how it starts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when I first watched Handmaid's Tale, I was like, <laughs> yeah, that'll be a few years. <laughs> <laughs> and you were right, because a few <laughs> years have passed, and now it's happening. <laughs> I'm very, uh, <laughs> I'm very, what is it? Not condescending. Cynical. I don't know. I, I, I have low, low trust in our country. I always had. Just like Maybe I'm naive in that way. Cause I was like, no, that's not going to happen here. Cause people are like my freedom. Well, apparently not. Well, now it's like, to me, America, I don't want to disparage people, but like America is like the West coast, New England, Illinois, specifically Chicago, Chicago area. It's mm-hmm. like everywhere else. It's like, it's, I feel bad for people. It's, it's going to be, I've heard already horror stories shared on social media of the fallout of what's happening. It's like, is it worth it? Is it worth it for the suffering of women now just to have your ideology uh, confirmed and be the law of the land. It's like, it's not worth it. You're infringing on the rights and the comforts and the sanctity of like women's just well-being. Uh, I just, I just don't understand how anyone could applaud for this. It's like, this is a giant step backwards. Can't go I, backwards. It's very interesting because there's just such a lack of sympathy, a lack of empathy in this country everyone's very look out for yourself and i think our individualism has taken a very bad term i think we we've lost sight of when we used to live you know in smaller cities when we used to have you know hunter gatherer societies or things when we lived in tribes we looked out for each other we've yeah. lost a lot of our roots and i think it's by design that we're all isolated and and scared of you know a lot of a lot of people's fears and how they vote is scared being scared of the government and like that's right. i mean that's the big why we should have guns like i'm, I'm not gonna say my stance of guns but a lot of people say i want my guns because if the government comes and tries to hurt me like right like how can you be proud in a country where that's a big a big thing of people's views like oh i'm scared of the government mm-hmm. it's just it's crazy to me it's like when when roe v wade happened when it got overturned my immediate thought was like, 
this is why you can't trust the governments because like government isn't there to protect your rights. It exists to take them away because every instance I've, you know, in my life so far, I've seen privacy go out the window. Uh, women's rights now go out the window. Just like all these freedom of speech is almost, almost gone uh, in this country. And it's like, we're, we're seeing our rights being corroded away. It's not us. It's not us doing it. It's the institution of the government. It's like, Oh, what do we do? And it's like, imagine if they took guns away. Then we have no way to defend ourselves. And it's like very alarming how our country is just turning into like a fascist state. This has been happening for for decades. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like, I don't know what the solution is. I don't know what even the solution is. What is the solution? I don't know. Well, democracy is not built to last, right? And we're, what are we, an oligarchy? Like, white men rule the country, right? Is that what, what we are? Um, A few political so, families control, yeah. Yeah, but, it, I mean, something's going to happen. It's been brewing. Storms are brewing, you know? <laughs> so, I don't know. I I just feel like I've lived longer than I thought I would, so... <laughs> Can't give up on freedom, Haley. Can't give it up on it. But what freedom? <laughs> yeah. Well, so do you think uh, if we go, okay, you know what? We, we should be more, sure. should we be more tribalistic? Should we just create a coven to protect ourselves? I'm a coven. Just... Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not the head. Don't kill me. What if a coven has no head? We're all equal. Exactly. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's just a sad state of affairs that we're in. And, like, we're approaching Independence Day. And it's like, are we truly independent? Because I don't think we are. No. It, it's like, it's, it's, it's just so depressing when, like, the ideals of, like, our American culture do not reflect reality at all. It's like, we're born free. And we'll always be free. But not really. Like, we're just going to take your rights away. And it's like, specifically to women. And it's like, this isn't good. No. This isn't good. Like, this is like defining moment in history type stuff. What is happening right now. Um, And I don't know. It's going to be interesting the next year. Maybe a couple years. I don't know what's going to happen. I think there's going to be a huge overhaul of how our government operates because it's like it. it we it's can't let this happen. Yeah, it's it's not working. It doesn't. Uh, most of Americans aren't represented in our government. It's kind of like its own thing, its own ecosystem. While we just have to deal with it, and it's like that's that, that shouldn't be the case. Like. There's this one politician, Andrew Yang. He ran for gov. He ran for president. Uh, I think in 2020, he proposed uh, justices have 18 year um, uh, terms. So every two years they get swapped out, and each president has two justices that they can uh, appoint. And it's like that's a better system rather than the four life uh, yeah. terms that they have right now. That doesn't even make sense for life. It's just very interesting because we didn't 
live that long back in the day. Like, you know, you wouldn't know what's going on. Maybe you live to like, what, 30? And then, you know, with modern medicine science where, you know, we can live, some people can live up to 100. Some, you know, some people 60, 80. And to have people in their 80s, I know, I know that's ageism, but them making decisions for, for young kids, for, for 30 year olds, I just, not seeing how time things are changing, not seeing it just, it just, I don't know. I wish there was more of a balance of the ages. I like, like, I'm not saying all old people got to get out government, but there needs to be all perspectives. And that's, what's just so frustrating to have such a disconnect. Like you're saying of, of, of culture, of, of. Cause like the problem is, the generation that's in charge right now, we're stuck with them. And that generation doesn't reflect our generation. No, it doesn't reflect our generation, the generation after us. And I don't think it, 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 gen, or, um, sorry, I don't think it reflects Gen X really either. Like, I know it's a mix of Gen X and boomers, but I mm. like my mom's Gen X and like not that, none of that reflects what I've learned growing up and stuff like that. Yeah. I think it's down to education. I think it's like they're doing the best with what they were educated on, but like since the advancements of technology and our schooling system, we have learned more than what they have learned. We're smarter than them. And we're just stuck with, I don't say this in a negative way. It's just, just ignorance. They just don't know. And we're just being forced to just, deal with it um what's interesting is there's this netflix series uh i think it's called like stay sweet or something it's about mormonism um and in that documentary they detail you know it's about polygamy and like this uh cult they have like this prophet character that like he speaks for God type of, mm-hmm. type of thing. That's always a good situation to be in when, when you have someone that's like, I know what God wants. It's like, um, do you? Um, and of course they subjugate women and they have women be, you know, say like one dude has like 20 wives and like all the women are cool with it because they're not educated because they have a special schooling system that reinforces whatever this cult believes in. And it's like, well, of course, you know, they go with what that society, that little subculture it goes with because, like, they don't have access to information. And when you restrict information like that, of course we're going to have, like, an insane situation where, like, cult leaders are in leaderships of power. And it's like, we're not too far away from that. And that's why it's important to, like, be educated because, like, I think these people that are making these decisions within our own governments don't have the education that we have. Does that make sense? Yeah. I also feel like it also, education is so expensive. Like, yeah, there's ways to be educated outside of paying for college and stuff like that. But people are restricting information with, you have to pay for subscriptions to Mm. to a lot of magazines, to even just look at them online. Capitalism is destroying a lot of that, a lot of ways to get this information. And because of, you know, of inflation being what it is and us not being paid what we really should be paid, that's restricting our, you know, paying for education. Also, travel, 
to go and see different parts of the world and parts of your own country, you learn so much more about different right. people, about, you know, how to relate to other people, seeing how other people live. If you just live in your bubble, like, like maybe you'll live a happy life, but you're missing out so much. Right. Because we have the benefit of Chicago being such a multicultural world city that we have access to all of these different cultures, all of these different uh, viewpoints that we can see. Like when you leave major cities like that, you, you just have access to what your town has, what your friends, who your friends are. And it's like, usually when you leave major metropolitan areas like that, you're going to see a lot of people that look like you, people that look like me. It's like, it's more of a homogenized state rather than, like this, the the melting pot stew, vegetable stew that we have with like major cities like New York, Chicago, L.A. So you just blew my mind when you were like, oh, like people don't have access to high quality information because they don't have enough money. And usually outside of, you know, these major hubs, you're going to have people that most likely don't have a whole lot of money that can't afford good education so i will say library is free get a library card you can get access to a lot of information there support your library (laughs) i don't know what this library is (laughs) yeah library is great because you get like free movies free books they've got games like yeah they got games now yeah oh damn i didn't know that that's cool yeah so it's kind of like blockbuster yeah sick (laughs) Rip blockbuster. <laughs> um, so I don't know what the solution is, but a lot of people are mad. I'm mad. You're mad. And this film is kind of like a time capsule because like it showcases that satanic panic theme. Cause like that went over my head. Cause I was like focusing on, I guess the filmmaking aspect of it, but like thematically, there is that notion of like uh witchcraft is bad and but they they didn't do the full exorcist type thing where like they get like the catholic priest and it's like the power of god and like yeah. you know exorcise the demon that didn't really happen so i want to get off the fence now um because we're going to go into the ending of this film because like the way this movie ends it, you know susie could go like multiple different directions and I felt like, I don't know how, how you felt about the ending of this film, but like had a very cathartic end similar to like Carrie where she enacts her revenge in a way and she kills off the coven uh, in fire. Uh, do you think Susie ended up as perhaps the new head of a new coven? No. Oh, yeah. I don't think she's smart enough. <laughs> You don't think she's smart? <laughs> okay, I know it's the times, and I know they, like, I, we're so used to instant gratification, and we pick up on clues, and our movies are faster. But when she was in that room, like, looking, she's like, there's got to be another place to go. And she's just standing in front of those flowers, <laughs> and she said that, that girl said secret iris. And I felt like I was watching Dora the Explorer. I'm like, behind you, behind you, Susie, the flower, it's a door. <laughs> I thought I was watching Dora. <laughs> Dora, 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 the explorer. Dora, 
Where's the door? I don't know where the door is. It's behind you. She said there's three irises. Hmm. <laughs> three flowers on the wall. Hmm. Is that it? Yeah, it took her a while. I get it. I get it. I get like I older movies have slower pacing and it, so it's it's not it's not really a criticism, but I just thought it was funny from like a modern standpoint. I like to think she ended up becoming a witch because like what was the point of her killing off the coven? I think I think okay, have you seen The Witch by Robert Eggers? No. That's the one where it looks like Vivitch, right? Yes. Like the two Bs. I've not seen it yet. Oh, you would love it. You would love it so much. It's so good. It's not anti-witch, by the way. Okay. Um, I felt like... All I'm going to say is the ending is very similar to The Witch, where uh, the main character is like essentially elevated. It's like she overcame something and she is empowered because of it. I felt like when she was leaving uh, the ballet school with the ballet school on fire as the witches are burning in the background screaming, she was happy. Yeah. And I was like, did she just give into who she truly is and who she truly is is a witch? Or maybe she's a huntress. Maybe she's going to be like a, uh, what do you call him? The guy who uh, hunts. Van Helsing. Uh, yeah. She's like a female Van Helsing. Well, I wonder, since I think the sequel is supposed to take place in New York, so it could be if it follows her, because I think she, it says she was from New York, so that's a good good guess. She ends up becoming a, a witch hunter. Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe, I don't know. Because, like, the way it ends, I was like, well, what happens now? But if, uh, I don't know. I did have a feeling with, like, how they dropped that lore that, like, the you know, the head was Helen, like, still alive after all those years. So, like, that build-up, whatever. I was like, okay, I'm fine with that. Um, and then the, the silly outline was, was cute. Like, when she's like, oh, he's invisible. And I was like, since when can <laughs> witches go invisible? Oh, you know what? You know, you know now that we talk about this? Yeah. Maybe, maybe there is a big thing about the vampire lore. Because why were there just bats? Like, why did the bat go, go after right. her? You're right. And and then I was like, Susie, what the fuck? Why did you kill that bat? That's a, that's an animal. <laughs> maybe she is a witch. Well, like, a, 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 like a black magic. I don't know. Now I, f- I feel bad. I didn't mean to call her a witch because she's mean. I'm a witch. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, because, like, the vampire lore makes sense because, like, in that... S- Later in that, um, so there's bats, there's a vampire, uh, excuse me, there's a witch coven, and like the head uh, could be like the main vampire. And vampires are known to have, I mean, it's a reflection, but like they're kind of invisible. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, that would make more sense because I was like, when can a witch go invisible? Where's her broomstick if you're gonna do that? Like. <laughs> Yeah I, yeah, I think these were vamp- vampiric witches. And, okay, this also makes sense because when she dumps the wine, I was like, why'd they make it look like blood? They used the blood paint that they used uh, in the beginning. Yeah. You're right. So maybe right. because she was drinking the blood wine, maybe she will be a witch in the second movie. This is a vampire movie. They're not witches. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is a vampire movie. It makes more sense that these creatures are actually vampires rather than... Just witches. Yeah, they gotta be. They didn't use any witchcraft. Mm-mm. They're vampires. 
They gotta be. They're vampires. Okay, Allie, I have to ask. Given the subject matter of this film, do you think this film resonates today? Yeah. I think it's still, even if things can be upsetting, I think it's good to, like, have a a timeline of how things were interpreted. So I think it's good to see, as someone who likes witchcraft and practices, to see your roots and see how, you know, how people had viewed this and how you can move forward. I mean, I, I haven't seen the remake. Um, and I, I heard that super, like, female empowerment movie. Uh, I think there's a little bit of a... There's some, there's some of it in here. Because I think... Just being, you know, just, you know, superficially, like it's, it's just an pretty much an all female cast. Um, there's not really any men in this movie, so it's kind of cool to see that. But also, I think, you know, subject matter of like having this woman overcome uh, evil in her eyes uh, and overcome it, and then feel good about it at the end. It's like there's, it's kind of like a midsummer movie, like you know, the movie Midsummer. Mm-hmm where Danny kills her cheating ex-boyfriend at the end of the movie, and she feels good about it. Burning alive. It's almost the same ending. These witches burning alive. Vampires burning alive. <laughs> and it makes sense that they're vampires, too, because, like, don't they vampires bur- don't like flames and fire yeah, and light? they burn witches and vampires. Yep. Yeah, there you go. It's a vampire movie. But, like, <laughs> I think this movie does resonate. Like, I'm curious to see the new one, how it, like, differs, or if it's the same probably go hand in hand but like i totally think given our political climate right now um women need something to watch that like it's like i feel good i'm powerful i can burn people alive (laughs) (laughs) so my last question for you Allie: would you recommend suspiria 1977 to a friend hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life pretty litter is veterinarian developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20 percent off your first order and a free cat toy terms and conditions apply see site for details planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Yes. 
I have friends who are movie buffs, and I think that this, for someone who is very interested in movies, interested in media literacy, I think this would be a good movie to have under your thumb. If you're a casual viewer, I don't know if it would resonate as much, but I, I do feel like this should be a staple. Yeah, I don't think this would resonate with uh, casual moviegoers today. I think it's I think it's a little too much, because like... When I recommended this to you and I was watching it, I'm like, is this too much? <laughs> With like the blades going through her face and then like the blood and then getting hanged. I'm like, this is a lot, but I'm here for it. We're adults. <laughs> <laughs> so I think people get weirded out. It's a weird movie as is. And I think it would, people would be not confused, but like, what the hell am I watching? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just too strange but like for movie buffs a hundred percent this is definitely like should be like go-to i feel bad that i haven't like seen this movie um earlier i've always heard of it but i never watched it and what's funny have you seen the office yes there's this character called gabe Mm -hmm. uh he works for saber which then buys dunder mifflin and he's like a big movie guy and like he's trying to get the receptionist to watch only his movies that he wants to watch, and he mentions Suspiria. It's like, oh, I have Suspiria, and blah blah. blah. I'm like, oh shit, you mentioned Suspiria. I should have watched it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely. If you're like a movie person, a hundred percent. If you're listening to a film podcast, you're that person. Go watch Suspiria. <laughs> Are you ready to close this out, Allie? Sure. This is okay. I just have one more thought. Yeah. On this film. It's just very random. Why did a school have a pit of wire? I didn't even know. Is that common? It was uh, so uh, when Sarah died, she fell into a pit of razor wire and she got cut up and she died. Um, I initially didn't register that in my brain as razor wire. I was like, what is this? Because I mean, it's a barbed wire. One big slink and I got tangled up. Yeah. Um, it was, well, if we're going with the vampire coven witches thing, maybe the school is like an H.H. H. Holmes type murder maybe. castle. Okay. I'll go with that theory. Because I was just watching, I'm like, why don't they have a pit of wire? That's kind of, okay. <laughs> okay, sorry. I was just thinking about jumped, that. When she jumped into it, didn't she see that there was a razor wire there? Because, like, she went up into a window. Right. And then she jumped down, and then the scene cuts, and then she was in the wire, like, oh, my God, I'm dying. I had a lot of notes about that scene. Because I was like, just hold on to the lock. And then she, they can't open it. Like, they weren't, burst, both, like, going through the door. Just, like, keep the lock down. You would have been good. They wouldn't have gotten in. And then I was just like, okay, she she's going to go out the window. I'm like, just open the window and then like go hide. Like pretend you went out that way. I don't know. Maybe I just play a lot of Dead by Daylight. So I'm used to like, okay, this is how you trick the killer. <laughs> so I'm just like, come on. You got to have more survival instinct. Come on, Sarah. You're my main character. You got to live. <laughs> have you seen Euphoria on HBO? Yes. Season two? Yes. You know that scene where um, Cassie is hiding in the bathroom in the tub? <laughs> yeah. Sarah could have done that. And yeah. Just hid there and be quiet. Didn't say anything. Yeah. 
but it's a horror movie. You know, you have to have characters make stupid decisions. Run upstairs, and, fall down. <laughs> scream. Let them know where you are. <laughs> yeah, it's just... I suspended my disbelief with this film almost instantly when, like, you have, like, the crazy uh, gel lighting and, like, the, the walls are painted red. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, this is going to be a fantastical film. So when she jumped into the, the razor wire, I was like, okay, whatever. You didn't see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's just, that one was weighing on my mind. Like, okay. <laughs> I also, like, what was the point of the scene other than, you know, gratuitous violence? She ended up coming back as, like, a zombie? Like, I feel like she was being... Okay. She was reanimated. So she must have been a a vampire. She must have been, like, being controlled by the coven leader. Like, right? How else would you come back? A witch camp is not a necromancer. You're right. Because I was going to say, like, uh, witchcraft, a spell. But, like, that would be a necromancer. And they're not raising the dead or else they have an army of zombies. Uh, like, I, it could willing. be just kind of, like, an illusion-type thing. Oh, yeah, and she real. can go invisible, and then she has the walking Sarah. They gotta be vampires. Yeah. Dario, do you know what vampires are? <laughs> I don't know. It's the witches. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, they're vampires. I like, we have, I like if we have, like, a long list of evidence. It's like, they're probably vampires. And the director's like, no, witches. <laughs> well, why? Uh, they're women. Um, you know, there's a thing called a vampress. Uh, no, witches. Okay, whatever. <laughs> he doesn't know what vampires are. You're talking about Draculas? No, not Dracula. All right. <laughs> this is yeah, entirely different. But yeah, this was like a five-page paper on why this movie's about vampires. <laughs> uh, you would you would name this essay? Um, it would be like the the red glass, a reason why Suspiria 1977 is actually a vampire movie. <laughs> Chapter one. I'm trying to make a vampire pun with the name of the title. It's not coming to me. <laughs> Suspiria. Vampiria. I don't know. <laughs> that would be, okay. That would be your movie that you would make. You need to make a movie called Vampiria. <laughs> And just swap out all the witches for vampires. We can make this happen. It's like it's fair use, it's parody, it's fine. <laughs> it could be like Fifty Shades of Grey, which was originally a Twilight fan yeah. fiction. So we're doing a fan fiction of Suspiria. We get rid of all the Suspiria stuff, and we have our own uh, original story. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. We're gonna be multimillionaires now. Yes, vampires. And we'll put our money into education. <laughs> Ends up becoming like The Room. You know The Room, Tommy Wiseau? I know The Room. I actually have not seen it, and I know I need to because that's a staple. But it like, is a staple. none of my friends have, none of us have decided to sit down and watch it together yet. We, When I was in China, we were going to, but then my friend got really drunk. We had to take care of him. So <laughs> we tried. We tried. <laughs> well, the music box in Chicago does midnight showings as if it's Rocky Horror Picture Show. They do Rocky Horror too, but they do The Room and. I haven't gone yet, but I want to go. Well, if it's a weekend, hit me up. I'll do it. It's usually Saturday night. Okay. I don't work on Sundays, so that'd be perfect. (laughs) We'll we'll get a group. I'll call up Simone. I'll get Aaron. We'll all go. It'll It'll be awesome. 
Yeah. We'll have spoons. You'll you'll understand once you watch the movie. Spoons. Yeah, it'll be a good time. Okay. <laughs> and then we'll we'll start writing Vampiria. <laughs> yes. The reason why I brought that up to begin with. So the room had a budget of six million dollars. Box office returns was one thousand dollars. Nice. I have a feeling Vampiria is gonna be like that. And you know what? I'll be fine with it. But does that like have like a a producer's type of effect? Like, did they make a lot of money because of that? Isn't that the whole plot of the producers is to make a plot? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, Max and Leo wanted to scam people because the producers would get a whole lot of money, and then they would just run off with the money. Tommy Wiseau self-produced it, self-funded it, directed it, wrote it, starring him. So he lost $6 million. I mean, wow. he probably recouped it now because it's a cult classic and he's like really profiting off of it now. But like initially, it was a giant money pit. All right, we're starting our GoFundMe. <laughs> Kickstarter. <laughs> no rewards. Only vampires. Your name in the credit. <laughs> starting... 10 bucks. <laughs> and if you want to add more, you could be an actor in the movie. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Oh, okay. Okay. Are you ready to close this out? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's do it. But that's it for this time on Syndicate. We hope you enjoyed yourself. We've been talking about Suspiria 1977. Please check it out where it is available. And before we go, Allie, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Thank you for having me. It's always too much fun. <laughs> Your absence was too long, but we always talk about great horror movies. Maybe we'll branch out to other movies. Who knows? Yeah, one day. <laughs> one day. But if you'd like to keep... Oh, okay. Before I plug uh, social media, uh, do you want people to follow you anywhere? Uh, sure. You can follow me at I Like Juice Boxes on Twitter. I just post a lot of anime stuff, but if you want to tell me I said something dumb, go for it. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, can I join your coven of witches? Uh, you'll be like, to sure. Ask the council. <laughs> All the council. Because you're not the head witch. Someone I'm else not. is the head witch. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm not the head witch. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but if you'd like to keep this conversation going, please add us on your favorite social media platform at Syndicate, that is Syndicate on Instagram and Letterboxd. Or join the Discord server where you can catch myself and other podcasters and listeners talking about this film and others at syndicate.com forward slash discord. Until next time, stop that scroll and spend more time watching. Goodbye.